welcome our virtual water cooler friends to the 34th episode of Into the Filmverse. If you uh, feel like I just repeated that from last episode, you're right, because last episode was actually the 33rd episode. Um, so what is Into the Filmverse, you ask? Well, that's a great question. It's a movie fan podcast covering all types of film content, including movie news, new releases, and a variety of past releases. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today, we are discussing a slew of movie news, Gone Girl, and our top 10 most anticipated films of 2021 that are remaining this year. Um... Hey, and I know we talk about a lot of movies on the podcast, uh, so if you want to hear our reviews for the films we talk about, or even some that we don't bring up, then join us on Letterboxd. Basically, it's a social platform for movie reviews. You can find me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews, and Mitch is spelled with a Y, so that's M-Y-T-C-H. And you can find me, Bryce Payne, at Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. So before we dive into our weekly movie watches, we're going to go off the top to discuss some late recent movie news and, uh, and some fun stuff. Um, so... We love our Marvel, so uh, Thor, Love and Thunder just uh, announced that they finished filming uh, as of a few days ago. You know, I always think that when they say they're finished filming, I, I, I don't know why, but in my mind, I'm always like, yeah, the crew's just staying around just in case they need to do some reshoots or something. Like, they're just... Well, well, I mean, it's not entirely wrong. <laughs> I mean, I know... So, at least from what I, what I learned is that they do... They actually plan for reshoots. Like, every single film ever actually has a week or two of reshoots already planned into their budget pre... pre so, like, whenever you hear about reshoots, you're like, it's, they're always, there always are reshoots for films. But I just think, like... I don't know, this is dumb, but I'm like, every single time I hear a movie's done, I'm like, so they're just like chilling for like a couple months while it's editing, just in case they're like, oh shit, we need to film something real quick. And pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's so it's just getting into the editing process, so it'll be ready in, in the oven for, for next year. All the Marvel movies getting Fresh done Marvel filming, pie. and then like, they're just going to be like, coming out in 2025. Oh my god. I was like... You know, we'll see Black Widow, and then as soon as we see Black Widow, it's just going to go bop, and we're going right, right back into it. They're like Fantastic Four trailer. You're like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> we haven't got a Spider-Man one yet, man. <laughs> um, so that is exciting. Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, I think we, we got that announcement through, uh, I want to say it was either, it was either uh, I almost Chris Pratt, uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, himself. He like shared a picture of uh, him and Taiki Waititi, and Taiki Waititi dressed up as Korg. Because, you know, he plays that character, so it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited for this movie. I'm just like, I need Black Widow to come out so I can get, like, the full hype back. Yeah, I agree. See a, see a Marvel movie in theaters and be like, we back, baby. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> exactly. Get, get the hype going. <laughs> um, speaking of hype and probably something that nobody would think is going to be real, but uh, that Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford, this dude that wants to push an 80, I'm like, bro. And he's making a fifth Indiana Jones film. You know what's even crazier is Bethesda's making a video game by Indiana Jones too. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. But see, and so the the news about this is that it actually starts filming next week. This announcement came out of nowhere. I mean, we knew it was happening and it was in development, but just the fact that it starts filming next week is just like, oh shit. <laughs> I wonder how much like I know Indiana Jones is like a big franchise, but right. like I wonder how financially successful they think this movie's gonna be. Because I feel like Indiana Jones has kind of died off in recent years, especially with Crystal Skull bombing. You know, it all depends on... I mean, Indiana Jones, obviously, a big... I mean, you say that to anybody. Everybody knows who you're talking about, right? So Yeah, but I'm just wondering how much hype there actually will be for this. Right. No, that's my main point. So, like, the fact that there is brand recognition, right? So, I feel like that's going to get a lot of people to go out to the theater just by but in and out of itself. So, really, the ultimate thing comes to me is how much they make this movie for. Because if they make it, because like Corella, like I don't know if we, we didn't talk about that last time, but Corella cost $200 million to make. 
about average for a blockbuster kind of thing. Not for that type of block. I mean, for, that's that's like Avengers level money. Money. Yeah, but I don't know. it's Disney, so I just expect them to throw money all their right. Money. No, but, <laughs> like, but they're so, like, like we can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> like we can take the loss. No, but, they, but that's not going to make it anywhere near its budget back. Is pretty much what they're saying. It's not. It's not going to become in the realm of of money ma- money making. Yeah. Um. But that being said, if, if they can keep the budget down for Indiana Jones to to relative, um. Then I think I think they should. I mean, they should be able to make their money back. It's not going to be like eight hundred million dollar film. I doubt. It's definitely not going to be a movie. I can where see I'm this. Like, it's not. It's not. It's not going to be one of those movies. Where I'm like, yeah, Indiana Jones, let's right, go. It's exactly. going to be like a, you know, when it gets released in physical, or if there's no other movies in theaters, you know, I'll go swing oh. and see it. <laughs> I don't know. I would. I mean, it's Indiana Jones. I don't it's give just, a fuck what's going on. It's like to me, this is like top tier. Like you don't miss this like type of thing. Like if Star like Star Wars came out of the film Indiana Jones, it's like I. I mean, even though I haven't seen the other ones in forever. I mean, it's Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. I feel like if you don't go see it, then like, it's like it's like part of pop culture. I I, st- I I don't know. I'm viewing it more like I have to wait till I see trailers and see sure. more about. Yeah. I can't just be like it's Indiana Jones. Like, oh my god! I'm like, I'm, I'm not weary. saying oh my god. I'm not like I'm excited weary about it. I'm just gonna say it's Indiana Jones. So whatever they put out, I'm gonna go see it. I'm like hesitating towards it. I'm like, let's just be really slow. Kind into of if this. they announce like another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Like if they announce one of those, like I'm there. I don't even care what they have to say. Like I don't care what it's about. If it looks terrible, I'm probably gonna be there. Yeah, and after Deadman tells no tales, I'm like really hesitant about that series too. Or like if they put out like I don't even know anything, anything that's not Fast and the Furious. Like you know you know you just hear that brand brand recognition. Like you just know what it is. I'm like I'm there. I don't know whether that's gonna be good, but I'll judge it on uh, its own merits. But you're not excited for Fast Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I cannot wait to talk we talk about that NDAs. <laughs> NDAs for a little bit, but guys, we'll, we'll, we'll get there at some point. Um, so those are the two main stories. I know we, we talked about most. Of, we had a late show last week, so we we talked about a lot of the uh, movie news in the last show. So uh, and a lot of trailers we got to talk about last time too. So be sure to check out that out. Um, however, so you know, the movie news is a little bit slow this time. So we figured we'd go into our top ten most anticipated films. Um, since I put a lot of the Marvel films on my list, uh, Bryce decided to. Uh, have his own uh, put put some other films that weren't quite uh, Marvel films, so we could get a little bit more plethora of films to be able to talk about. I mean, they're still pretty big budget movies, but... right? No, exactly, <laughs> and, and it'll give us a little bit more to talk about. So obviously, we're excited for the Marvel films. I like, went the more traditional route. Yeah, um, I'm just like I don't but, want us both to is... be like Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> no, it, it totally would be like that. So I mean, it'll be it'll give us some cool times to talk about um, some other films that we want to see. Um, so I'll go through my list, and then we'll go. I'll, I'll have you go through your list. Um, or actually, no. We'll, yeah, let's do that. I'll, I'll go through my list, and then I'll go, th- go through your list. <laughs> um, some of them might be the same, but we'll just talk about them in- individually. Okay. So, uh, for, so on my top ten, this is I'm, this is in order of what I'm most excited about to least. Oh, I didn't or, order sorry, mine. This is what I'm least excited about to most excited about on my top I, ten list. I just, I just made a list. I didn't order them. I can do that real quick. Hold on. I'll do it while you're talking about it. Okay. It's not a big deal if you don't. If it's not. Uh, no, it's okay. It'll it. take me like three seconds. I just got some sliders around. So the uh, the on number ten. Um, great. You know, coming in right under the wire there is Space Jam Two. Um, I know me and you, Bryce, got you got a chance to see Space Jam for the first time. You had, you had never seen it before, right? No. Yeah. Um, and this is a film that I watched as a kid. It definitely does not hold up, um, to its its uh grandeur of what I remember it as being a kid. However, that being said, it's still Space Jam. Like I don't know something about Looney Tunes and car- something about cartoons and live action mixing just really does it for me. I'm like I just love that dynamic, especially when you're playing like basketball. Out of all things, it just just cracks me up. And with like a major star, it's all just a bunch of like toy marketing and all that. But it just it just seems like so much fun. Honestly, I'm just more interested to be like, why the hell are the guys from Clockwork Orange in this movie? <laughs> oh my gosh, right? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, because because that and that was the thing about this, or especially like, why uh, the mask 
or Pennywise, I'm like, this just feels so out of place. Exactly. <laughs> so and so the I mean I don't know if, if you guys have a chance to see the trailer, but in Space Jam the, the trailer it's it had a very much of Ready Player One vibe where they kind of they went into the internet. Don Cheadle, which I love, he was the main like the, the internet. He's like basically. the villain basically. And what what I, the vibe I got is he's like a villain. Kind of seemed like that to me, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then you just got like all of Warner Brothers' entire library just like in the background somewhere. <laughs> they're like, they were in the pitch meeting. They're like, you know that movie Ready Player One was like really successful for video game things. Like, we have a plethora of characters. We have. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like I'm super excited about that. That'll be that'll be cool to see. Um, and then coming in at number nine is uh, Dune. So obviously a sci-fi epic with uh, Timothy Chalamet, your your favorite guy there. I still haven't seen a trailer for this. I keep saying you really haven't seen the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer. <laughs> I think Zendaya is in it as well. I think even Dave Batista, I want to say, is in it. I can check real quick. Hold up. Um, but my I just uh, so obviously I have really no experience with you're, Dune. You're right. Okay, so Dave, uh, Dave Batista and Zendaya. Yeah. So I have like really and then and Oscar what, Isaac and yeah, Josh Brolin. I was about to say there's a bunch of other big stars in there that I just not remember off the top of my head, but there, there's some other ones. Um. This is a film that I've don't have much experience with. I mean, because I know there, there was a previous one that came out, and that one was based off a book before. And that is like I know I, but I know a lot of geeks and are very into that um, that thing and uh, Dune basically. And it's something I want to check out. Um, hopefully, maybe I'll like it and go back and check out the other stuff. Because otherwise, if this is not that great, I might not check out the other stuff. But um, I know that um, I wanted this God, to be my first name? experience. It's um. God, David, I think David Lynch made the David original. Lynch, that sounds familiar. It might not be him. It might... Oh, God, <laughs> it's either the guy who makes the gross films, like Possessor, like his father. I forgot. I'm like just basing on names. Hold up. Hold on. I'm going to look it up because I'm like, I know it's either. Sorry. I'm, I'm, just... I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it is David Lynch. Yeah, David Lynch directed their 1984 Dune. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I just but but it is a big film that's coming out that I, I I've been wanting to see, especially since last year we didn't get, didn't get a chance to see it. David Lynch is the guy who made that uh, "What Did Jack Do" short film that I made you watch. Well, that wasn't a film; that was just smut. So, um, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so eight uh, coming in at number eight, we have uh, the new James Bond John, James Bond film "No Time to Die." I haven't really been that invested in all the James Bond before. I've actually never seen a James Bond outside of Daniel Craig's films. Um, I have only, I've only seen Goldfinger outside of Daniel Craig's films. And uh, that's mostly in part because just my age and when I started watching film and stuff like that. But um, I own all of them. Yeah, you definitely do. I, I, just, I just didn't. need to watch them, but I'm like, that's a lot. It's like over 20 films. I'm There's like, a lot. I don't yeah. have enough. I don't have enough care in the spy genre to watch 20 <laughs> films about the same dude, just different actors. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm heard that they're all pretty good, and I'm sure most most of you, the time your favorite one is the one who you grow up with. You know, so most I, of the time, I really like uh, God. What's his name? He's the he's the guy who played the first James Bond. He was in Goldfinger. I can't remember. I've only, I saw the movie like a. Yeah, Sean Connery. Yeah, oh, okay. I like him. He's a good actor. So like, that's just the first one that pull, I pulled out of my no, head. You're, you're right though. <laughs> that's that's the first guy. I really I really liked him. He was a really good. He was good in Goldfinger, and I've seen him on other films, and he's been pretty solid. Oh, I'm cool. just like, I don't have the time to invest two and a half hours in my life to watch twenty films that are two and a half hours. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's definitely fair. I would not put that past anybody. <laughs> um, but still, I just but that, that one I'm excited for. Billy Eilish is doing the, the open credit scene for. I, I like Billy Eilish. Oh, for sure. So. You know what's going to happen next year at the Oscars? Huh? She's gonna that that song's gonna win best song. Watch. 
I mean, I'll be, I mean, it'd it's be pretty, interesting. It seems pretty typical that um, the James Bond song usually gets recognized pretty heavily at the Oscars. Yeah. Have you, have you, you've heard it, though, right? I don't listen to Billie Eilish. I mean, I, good it's thing all right. Good thing your sister's in here because she'd probably like, go, <gasps> She will, yeah, my, exactly. <laughs> um, so then coming in at number seven, I have the new Ghostbusters soft reboot f- sequel. This looks good. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm just a huge fan of Ghostbusters. I mean, I used to watch I, like film a lot when I was a kid. So I haven't seen Ghostbusters two or the Ghostbusters after. Not this is after oh, the God. Ghostbusters reboot. The one that everyone the female hated. One? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I hate the it. gender like the, the gender swap version. Yeah, I mean, it's see. My issue is it was, it was never that they gender swapped the, the characters. It was just that they they just botched. Like the comedy was not that funny. I mean, it, and then the the gender swap. It was like. That was their key focus rather than just like, you know, like, I don't mind you making a gender swap thing, but just don't have a good story at least. Yeah, have a good story. Like, oh, we're, we're different because we're females. I'm like, okay, like, I get it. But it's like one of those things where you like look at Bill, Mur- Bill Murray and you're like, you're funny. And then you look at them and you're like, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there definitely were some some uh, good jokes and anything. And uh, Kate McKinnon, I just absolutely adore. So whenever she's anything. short haired one? Yeah, short blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's how I regular. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a short haired one because I thought she was cute. Yeah, so. Kate McKinnon. <laughs> and I'm like, just she pulls my heartstrings. So whenever, whenever she's anything, I still have a good time. But but yeah, no. Um, this one is an actual proper sequel. It seems like it's taking itself a little bit more seriously. So that's why, and, and it's focusing a little bit more on younger generation with those uh, kid from Stranger Things, which I think he's cool. Yeah, he's, he's he, been but you also, in it. Then, that's his name. But you, but you you noticed that he's been in a lot lately. So. Yeah, we talked about that last like the last podcast. Oh episode, yeah, because I was like, he's in everything now he is though um he's a good actor though so like i don't hate it i'm just like yeah but showing up and everything i want to watch let's stop <laughs> like you need to chill bro um so ghostbusters afterlife i'm pretty excited for that i mean i saw oh, i saw that trailer that came out with like the little mini puffs the little mini puffs man that's so cute so also excited. paul rudd like sign me oh up. yeah sign yep me up. exactly <laughs> paul rudd in a, in a ghostbusters film that just sounds perfect I, be, I bet that's like a dream come true for him like he's just i so, bet he's so just, too like he's, he's like, geeking out he like you want to be in this movie? What is it? Oh my god! Sign he's me like, up. You're not even gonna read it. No, I'm I just Ghostbusters. I <laughs> he's like, I almost don't even want money. No, I'm not sure if he's that much of a fan of Ghostbusters, he's, but still, gonna Brad, he's, it's gonna be Brad Pitt doing the Deadpool cameo. It's like, just pay me coffee. <laughs> All right, exactly. Did that, didn't <laughs> um, so yeah, that's coming in at number seven, and coming in at number six, I have Halloween Kills. Oh, this one should be good too. There I, was a trailer that, uh, it wasn't a trailer. It was like a picture they released where it showed like Michael Myers with like the half burned mask. Oh and yeah, I am totally buying that mask. So you know me, and we've talked about this at length multiple times. But I'm not a big horror guy. Like, I mean, I I like when there's a good horror film, but otherwise it's just like I'm not I'm not I'm just I don't know. Most of it's just like B rate stuff to me. Like I just a lot of what I've seen yeah, is not the good. There's a very select few that I've like placed on like an A list spectrum. Otherwise, I'm just like the reason they're I, good, but they're not like A list films. Exactly. Like, and the reason I think I attribute that to you is because a lot of times when people say make your first film or you know it's it's often a horror film. Like when you make a film, it's either you choose between a horror film or a comedy. Those are both the easiest yet hardest genres exactly. to make. So it's like easy because it, it it allows you to like explore a little bit, but at the same time. To make a good one, it's super hard. So yeah, it's. I like mean, to make I, a good film in general is hard. But. When I was making, when I was in my film classes, that's one of the things they told us: is like anyone can make a comedy and horror movie, but not everyone can make it good. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and so that's why, um, the the first or the sequel to the, the Halloween, I guess the Halloween that came out in twenty eighteen, 
I love that film. It was so much fun. That movie was really good. It like I was like I, scared and like uh, jumpy, but also like badass at the same time. And I'm like, this is amazing. I, I was it was weird because I was, I was rooting as much for Michael Myers as I was for um, Laurie Strode. Yeah, exactly. Man, that's one of the I've seen all the Halloween films, right? Except right. for Halloween three because Michael Myers isn't in it, so I just never watched it. Right. But um, no, the Halloween when Halloween was like coming out, I was like. I gotta watch it. Like it looks good. Like it's, it looks amazing. Exactly. And I was like, "This is the best reboot of a horror franchise that has happened." It was really in, good. At least of the, like the '80s horror icons, right. this is the best one. Honestly, it's one of the best one of the, one of the best horror films I've seen in like a while. I mean, what you're, you're looking to me? Like, other, other I have you Jordan, know, John Krasinski's right. Jordan Peele's. Jordan exactly Peele's. What you're whenever he makes a horror movie, I'm like, I'm there. You, I yeah, have no. He, there's no risk of he's making it. I'm like, he let you know me what you're doing. With, he let me down a little bit with us. I wasn't a huge fan of that one. It was good, but I, I just, I mean, I, it was, when I say it was good, it was, I liked it, but at the same time, I feel like the follow through on the end, the twist on the ending was kind of like, I guess lame. the twist halfway through the film, just because I was like, what if, and Jay's like, no, and then I was like, oh shit, I'm right. <laughs> Get Out was really good. I liked that film. Anyway, so I'm not talking about Jordan Peele. Halloween Kills, super excited for that one, coming in number six. And number five, now we're getting into the Marvel films. I have Eternals on my list. So we the, the, we just talked about the Eternals trailer that came out the other day. Um, obviously, I'm ridiculously ridiculously excited for anything that's a, that's Marvel. However, this trailer was just kind of like I don't know. It just it it seemed very plain Jane, if I could say that. But it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Um, but as far as plain Jane, it just means story wise, literally didn't show anything action, about the film. There was, but it was barely just... any dialogue. It was just it was just kind of like. Hey, we have this coming, and just, just, just like look at it. Just look at it, like Ed Bass, Ed Bassmaster, kind of like just look at it. They're like, it's pretty. You know, you'll, you know, you're gonna watch Marvel. We don't have to show you anything. Exactly. And with <laughs> Chloe, with Chloe Zhao coming out for 2021 asterisk Oscar win, um, it was pretty cool to see her. I mean, t- to see her doing this film. So especially the people are talking about like this might be the best Marvel film that they've ever made. They, they might even be like Oscar worthy. I really next hope year. it is because like only one Marvel movie has been nominated for Best Picture, and that was Black Panther. Right, and yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I really think that this one. I mean, this could be something special, but I, we just haven't seen much of it yet. So that's why. That's why on all this stuff, even though it is, it's a Marvel film, but still I haven't seen much. That's why I said number five. Um, coming in at number four, this film we have coming out in a month. That will be Black Widow. I'm so hyped for this just for the fact that like it, it signifies Marvel's return. As Honestly, much as like WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier were yeah. like they're there, but they weren't there to be like they, they were they were like easing us back. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> it was like crumbs and then this is like the explosion. This like, is you, this you is like the taste test. They're yeah. like, look what you might look what you're gonna be getting. Exactly. <laughs> it just feels like they were like yeah, we're starting to get back into it. They're, but you know what? This, it doesn't even signify the return of Marvel. To me, this almost signifies the return of movies, the return return of everything going back to a little bit normal. Yeah, because like my time used to go by so fast for me. Because like one more movie would come out a month, and then I'd be like, "All right, next month, let's go." And then my yeah, month it's like a month or two later, and another Marvel movie coming out. Well, that's kind of how we block when, my time. Back when Fox had like Marvel movies too, oh, yeah. like it was like a Marvel movie every single month. You're and right. So every month, I was like, "Let's go!" And then I would talk about that movie for a month, and the next one would come out, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's." One kids came out, let's talk about it. And now, right exactly. now, it's like what we've had is New Mutants. So <laughs> you're right, though. It's been yeah, that's not that great. Um. So, but Black Widow, like I, I, not a huge fan. I mean, the Scarlett Johansson's awesome, and like throughout the movies, like I, I almost like this film is a little bit too late, honestly, because yeah, like you're, you're like your story's the done. The fact that she like... died, right, and then and then they're like, okay, but here's a movie for her. Like, okay, but you should have had this way before. Especially this if it's, is like this should have been 
like fuck Captain Marvel. You could have just had this. Like, Honestly, though, I really think that's a great idea because Captain Marvel did not matter to the story whatsoever. It did. I get she, it. did she affected Endgame in the slightest bit. But right. Like but Black but Widow's sacrifice. Like, this would have built up her sacrifice yes. being even more devastating. But then again, Kevin Feige did say that there is something in this that alters the perception of the rest of MCU. So I'm like, I'm hoping. It's like it's a big like, twist, yeah, like Taskmaster is now like leading. I'm sure it's going to have something to do with Taskmaster, especially since we don't know what he looks like. Yet. That would be interesting, yeah. So, um, but that, but that I'm super excited about, obviously, now that we're finally getting this as Black Widow. I'm a, I'm a character I've loved, um, even though I feel it's a little bit too late. But really, the big thing is that it signifies to me like the return of movies and the return of Marvel, and like we're getting back into things. I'm, I'm so hyped. I'm just ready to have more things to add to my Marvel collection, because so, like, I used to get so hyped every like three months. I'd be like, "Yeah, another coll- another addition to the collection." <laughs> <laughs> to the collection. Um, and number three, we have my boy Simu Lu, which he was. He's the one of the main guys in Kim's Convenience. I know oh, you yes. haven't talked about. Uh, you haven't seen the show, but the show this show Kim's Convenience focuses on like a Canadian Korean family of uh, Korean family. Was, yeah, Korean. Um, and uh, they're they're a super awesome, super hilarious show. But Simu Lu, the one of the main guys from that, is playing Shang Chi. In the Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings. And so I have that at number three. I'm excited to see how this, like... Because the Ten Rings are the people that took Tony Stark and Iron Man. Right. And I'm re- I want to see, like, how this connects to Iron Man's story. Because you know what it's going to. It has the Ten Rings. You know, like, you but know here's the thing about that. Is that... At least mention it. It could be possible, but then they could also just totally, totally gloss over that. Because at that time, they hadn't established this or even thought about this, probably. So, like, at that time, they were just using it to reference to him. And then they even proved it, the, like, in Iron Man 3, that the Mandarin... Was just like yeah, but then there's that one shot that they did where the Mandarin visits the the guy in prison, Kingsley, or not Kingsley. It was um Hammer. He visits him and not Hammer, like actual Mandarin. Like from, maybe that was gonna be in this show. They the movie? there's like a guy that shows up and says like the Mandarin wants to talk to you about stealing his identity. Right. I I mean okay. The the only reason I I maybe question that is because it was a one shot and not like the public eye. And if you bring out that to like the majority of people, they're not gonna check him out. So I mean, it could just, connect. It was a way for them to like retcon the fact, that, like, yo, the Mandarin's right. still out there. He's an right, actual person. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely possible. I mean, I mean, that'd be interesting to see. Um, and they're actually the reason it was so obviously Simu Liu is what I love that I love that actor, and I'm excited to see him in this. But there was another reason that I put actually put this above above Black Widow. Aquafina is in this movie, and I had no <laughs> idea. I love Aquafina. Like anything she's in, I'm just like, please, like, give me that now. I just she's hilarious from from uh, farewell, which is just like emotionally like devastating, a roller coaster, devastating <laughs> roller coaster. Like, I love that film. And then Ray the Last Dragon, where she was hilarious. She had like great yeah as a dragon. And then I think I've seen other things as well. I just forget off the top of my head. Oh, Crazy Rich Asians. She was really great in that. I haven't seen that one. Um, and then yeah, but she she's just a great. A great oh, she was also in uh, Jungle Book. Jungle Book, not the Jungle Book. Um, what's the one with the jungle into the jungle? It's a Jumanji. Jumanji. She was in Jumanji. <laughs> I was trying to think of the Into the Jungle. Into the Jungle. <laughs> yeah, she, she was. She was in Jumanji, the second Jumanji, and uh, she was amazing in that. And so on. And I'm just like everything she's in. I'm like, please just give me more of her. Um. So yeah. So I'm super excited for that, and that's why I have that in at the number three. Number two, actually not a Marvel film, um, but it is by a Marvel guy. So James Gunn, obviously, there was a big fiasco with him leaving Marvel. I wrote year. I wrote an essay on that and I got really? like the I got like an A plus on it like I got a hundred percent because the guy was like you're spitting facts and I was like it's it's, it's, dude, it's he's you, like movie news need, I know what I'm talking he about. need to he was like you need to write an essay about like a situation or something like that and so I was like oh bitch I got this because it was right after James Gunn got fired and I was pissed right so I wrote an essay about this and I got like the highest grade in the class 
And like I got it back and I had all these things about like how like my points were really right and I was like, yeah, because it's bullshit. <laughs> so so if anybody doesn't know what, what we're talking about, back a while, I want to say a few years ago, I don't know, it's it's been a minute. It, it was like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Disney so some old tweet tweets came up from James Gunn and some people got mad about that were like years old. Disney felt it was like, like ten her, years old. Yeah, they were old, really old. He had already publicly apologized prior to this and like said that's not him. And Disney found, found it, like, her, got, heard somehow that he had the tweets and they just immediately fired him. I was so mad about this because all I could think about was, like, why didn't, like, they, like, they, they should have known about this before they hired him. No, I know. It was just, so, a, like, it was, this definitely uh, egg on Disney's face. They just did, like, a straight up response thing. It was probably the president that did it. It's such um, bullshit. I was so mad. <laughs> so, at that point, little, literally every single. Hollywood studio was lining up to get James Gunn at the front, uh, inside because you know they were like, okay, we understand what happened there, we don't care. And DC approached him and said, literally, I, they said, whatever property you want to do, you can do it. Like, whatever you want to do, you can do it. And so he and like they would even let him see this do Superman at a time when they like they had no like, no plans for Superman because I think that was part of their discussion is he was thinking about doing Superman. But uh, but then, I mean he did um Brightburn, which is kind of an right. horror answer to Superman. He produced that at least. So um, instead, he chose to do the film that's coming up this year called Suicide Squad. The which, Suicide Squad, don't right, confuse right, it with the, the shitty one. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, the Suicide Squad, which honestly is I think is just a weird like it's just weird to see for me to see a film that doing a reboot of it so soon compared to you know it's just for some, for some reason when i saw that they're doing another suicide squad film, even with it was james gunn like you really trying to do this again the thing is i was looking at like it's it's not really not it's like a soft reboot but it's really not it's like a sequel oh you're right because technically holly quinn is right i, I mean they were I trying to they were trying things. to get will smith to come back and will smith was like no yeah man i would want to come back if i was him either i think um, i think he was going to but he had other commitments oh okay that's fair and so they got but, idris elba and but this film looks bonkers crazy, bonkers fun, and honestly, what I've heard, I don't know where I've heard this from, but basically, I think he said it a few times, or he, well, he went said it, but basically no one's safe. There's going to be a ton of people die by the end of this film. 100% Pete Davidson's going to die. As long as my boy King Shark doesn't die, because that boy is cute as, as, as like... I, I kind of hate the fact that they were like, you can kill anyone, and I'm like, Harley Quinn's there, and I'm like, don't kill her. Like, she just had a really good movie come out. Like, let her have a sequel. Like, well, I need to see her in her own standalone shit more. <laughs> they're not going to kill her. We know that. How funny it would be if they do, though. I would have... I would give, like, major props to James Gunn if he did, because I... Like I just, there's no way they would, but like if I did, I like that. That's to me is like promising young woman status right there. You know, he's, he's just like they think I won't, but I am fucking iron <laughs> balls. Like that. Like I would be like, you have iron balls, sir. What Stu- I- studio gets the final like script and they're like, yo, is this a mistake? Like if he gets Harley you- Quinn, I'm like, I, I mean, I was already going to at this point because of Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, and and fucking what else did he do? We did. He did Slither, right? He did Slither. Yes, that was good. But even after Guardians of the Galaxy, the second one, I'm like, here, you take my money. But if he killed Harley Quinn. Whatever film he did, I'd be like, I'm going to support you because like, you did the most ballsiest thing you could ever do in film. You <laughs> killed damn Harley Quinn. You're like, everyone liked her after Birds of Prey. And then you were like, I'm going to get rid of her. And Studio's just like, but, but are you sure? He's like, you said I could do it. I mean, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so, and then coming around number one, this is probably no surprise for anybody who knows me. My um main my main favorite superhero Spider Man Spider Man No Way Home. You got Rick rolled with a trailer today. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was uh man, I should have too. I, I I could just tell because it wasn't even from a major. But anyways, I was I was scrolling down Facebook and then I saw Spider Man No Way Home trailer official, 
It looked like a different image I hadn't seen before. With Tom you didn't Holland. even like look. You, I bet you didn't even look at who posted it. You were just no, like, oh shit, click. <laughs> no, I did. I just took the chance, and then I got Nickrolled. <laughs> Man, I saw I saw this trailer today. I was like on YouTube, and I was like, you know, fuck it. Maybe there's like a leak because apparently some theaters have gotten the trailer already. You know all the right. rumors. And it was like leaked trailer, and I was like, well, maybe. And it was straight up just a splice of all the Spider-Man franchises thrown together. And I was yeah. like. This guy really like made this fake fan made trailer and used his phone to film it from his computer to make it look like he was in a theater. Yeah, he's with yeah, shitty that's quality. A, that's and a I was like, it's like this dude went out of his way to fuck with people. That's that's a major. Dick and Jada was in there. She's like, "Is that the trailer?" And I was like, "I was like maybe like thirty seconds in." And I was like, "No, it's a fan made." Because like straight up, it was like Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin scene where he's like talking to Spider Man on the roof. Right. I was like. Bro, like, obviously this is fake. Some of the, uh, yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, there's so much things like a theorized talk about with Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, clearly, I wish it was the multi. We, I mean, we know there's gonna be some sort of multiverse involved. I hope Toby and Andrew show up. I hope that the, I hope that in the trailer, like the final scene in the trailer, just has like Toby Maguire Spider-Man you know, swinging on a roof. Okay, and here's like here's my up? here's my biggest argument, and it could be a terrible argument, but here's my biggest argument on why I think Toby. I, I think that. Um, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this film. So, okay. So you have uh, Alfred Molina, right? He's Alfred, from... Alfred Molina is our Dr. Octopus from from Toby Maguire's film. Yes. And then you have... Uh, he's confirmed to be in it. He, he, Doc Ock... I mean, Alfred Molina has actually said that he's in it. Um, and then you also Worst have... Worst kept secret in Hollywood. That's exactly what he said. Um, and then you have Jamie Foxx as Electro coming back from Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is, the other, which is Andrew's Spider-Man, right? Yes. So I'm like, okay, so there, there's that evidence right there to just extrapolate that we're going to see Toby and Andrew in it, right? Well, necessarily, it doesn't mean that they're coming back. It's no, just it doesn't. Like they're villains. However, now, this is, and this is my biggest theory why I think they're going to be in it, is because normally, well, at least from the past of what I've seen, a lot of times, this, like when, when there's rumors and news and whatever, people are just theorizing whatever, normally studios um, don't care, because like, I don't care what you talk about, or you're giving us good press or whatever. However, there are a few instances I've seen in the past where, like, somebody says something, like, like it breaks a story, and then the the studio exec, a studio exec, will come out and say that's not true, because I feel like they want, because they know when to set expectations with their people, because you know some people will get like out of, you know, like like what we're doing now with with Toby and Andrew, we we've, we've talked about it so much that I feel like we already believe it. Like you know, so I feel like there's so many people, so many people out there that are like, "No, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen." And if they don't happen, it's gonna be disappointing. And I mean, this could just be me setting up my myself up for own failure. So I have to realize that nobody's actually confirmed it. So I'm not expecting to see them in the film. However, the fact that like we've talked about this so much and it's been on so many on so many sites, we've talked about it, like constantly for like uh, over a year, and now basically ever since Jamie Fox got approved as or got as um, he came out and said he's electro. And then not only that, but then like we've asked Andrew Garfield, people have asked Andrew Garfield, people have asked Tobey Maguire. It's just like, and they all they said there has to be something to this. And all they said was, "I haven't gotten the call." And it's like you have managers, you have other people. Exactly, like- exactly. And my whole thing is because he never, and that was another thing. Andrew Garfield was asked directly about it. He's like, he's like, man, I, I, I can't say, you know, I can't say anything. I, I mean, he didn't say I can't say anything. He basically said, "Look, this is a tough position because I, I want a piece of fans. I'm like, I want to do this, but." I, I never got a call, and I was like, "I'm not saying I'm not." I, he's like, "I don't know. They could do something. I don't know, but I'm not." I'm like, "Bro, you would say you're not in the movie if you're not in the movie, you know?" <laughs> like, they, that, there's not that was not a straight up there's answer. No, there's no going around it and being like, "Well, no, 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 no." It's like, "Hey, are you in this movie?" No. <laughs> yeah, it's that easy to say no. But but here's the thing: if he says no, 
Well, then, that if he says, like, straight up, no, I'm not in this film, right? Then it come around, he is in the film. Well, then every time the f- anybody talks to him in the fan, they're not going to believe him. Yeah, because you know? they're going to be like, so you, you can't lie. lied to us. You can't lie. So you're, with, as an actor in interviews, you're in a tough position because you can't, like, lie, but you also can't say yes sometimes. NDAs? Yeah, so he's probably, that's why he's, like, he's he's very good at working around it. And, like, and, you know, I could just see he was flustered when he was asking that question. That's why I'm like, man, he has to, because he, I don't know, there has they to be gotta something gotta know there. something. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then obviously, I don't think anybody's really talked to Toby. Honestly, if I was like Andrew Garfield and I even heard the rumor, like, oh, they might be in there, I'd be like, doot, 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 doot. hey, Sony, you know, you heard all this shit. Can I be in the movie? I think there was also, <laughs> right, no, exactly. And then I heard there were some rumors about uh, Emma Stone coming back as Gwen Stacy. And then, I think she just climbed those rumors. Though. No, I, I was going to say that. And then even uh, Kristen Dunn's coming back as MJ. And uh, the way she, uh, Emma started talking about it, she's like, I think she said she's probably not going to be in it but but i don't but i mean that's more reasonable to me than yeah, not, like emma stone that, died in amazing spider-man 2 but, but i'm also like but if they came back Alfred in Electro, Molina died yeah exactly <laughs> so who knows we'll see i mean we're, we're very close we'll see it's gotta, we'll there's gotta be a trailer within like the next two months so that was my top 10 most anticipated films of 2021 um bryce we'll start going through years here um what kind of films are you looking at this year that All you right. want to these, these are the same as you least to most excited okay number 10 nightmare alley Mainly because Guillermo del Toro. Oh, I keep forgetting what this is because, but we, you you saw the uh, original saw the, French saw the film, 19, 19... the nineteen forty seven original 47. one. Okay, it was it was like American release, and it just like really, you could feel like the tense and suspense, and like you, you I could feel Guillermo del Toro being like, I could do some stuff with this. See, I saw. Um... I mean, I know Gilmore del Toro did Hellboy, so like anything after yeah, that. Yeah, he pretty, did. Um, he did Hellboy, Shape of Water, Pan's Labyrinth, uh, Devil's Backbone. I like, like how some of the, some of his more popular films. I'm like, he did Hellboy. <laughs> that's how I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I I know nothing about his because like there's really been nothing shown about it. I'm just excited because I saw the original and like Gilmore del Toro knows what he's doing. So right. I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm not overly excited. So ten. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> And at number nine is Jungle Cruise because it looks fun. Really, Jungle Cruise is the one. Oh, okay, I, I keep thinking your top ten, but I mean, obviously, top ten not including Marvel, not including so. Marvel or any other superhero film. You know, honestly, Jungle Cruise. I'm very. I thought the trailer it. was fun, so I was like, I'm excited for this. I don't know. It looks like my kind of movie. <laughs> I'm like timidly excited because I saw I saw the the trailer and I was like, okay, I like The Rock. I like Emily Blunt. It looks intriguing, but it has like the entire film movie has very much of like a journey to the center of the earth feel. I know. I just I'm like, like, eh. I, like I said last podcast. Oh, I just yeah. like movies with their jungle that. in a boat. Like you did say that. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. And I mean, you know, that's the thing. I didn't put any superhero movies on, so I was like looking at the thing and being like, "Yeah, I'm excited for Jungle Cruise." Like, okay, that's fair. Yeah. And uh, a number uh, was a seven. I think you're right. Eight. Eight. Dune. Hey, we were pretty close on on where our ranking of Dune was. Yeah, I was like, I'm excited for Dune, but I don't know anything about it, so I don't want to put it too high, but I think it's yeah. going to be a fun ride. No, that's exactly I mean, That was my whole thing. I was like, it's a big influence on pop culture, and so I really think that it was going to be something like cool to watch. It's going to be a really cool sci-fi. I just know sci- nothing about Yeah, it. I was like, it's going to be a cool sci-fi film. I just don't know shit, so. I'm just, because the amount of people that like are more um, older, older than us and have seen this and, and know about it, they talk highly, like my dad. Obviously, my dad has really weird, different tastes in films than maybe I do. But uh, and then even my dad, or even um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Robert Meyer Burnett, but he's a guy that I watch, and no. he he talks about Dune very highly. Yeah, I'm just excited because I'm like, it just looks cool, but I don't know anything. And Timothy Chalamet, I love him as an actor, so I'm like, I want to see where this goes. <laughs> exactly. 
And uh, the next one up is one that's coming out, I think, this month, In the Heights. Yeah, see, I really, I really, this is one of the ones that I wanted to put on my list, but I'm just like, I there was nowhere else I could take off that I wanted to put in. Straight but up, in the I'm Heights not, looks so amazing. I'm not a musical person. I'm not either. So I was the, like looking at this. This would be so hard. I'm like, I'm not a musical person at all. They, but just the flavor that they have in this film, like the the community, that that, that main character guy, it just seems so like authentic. Yeah, and then uh, I think Jade and I saw, they released like a new trailer mm-hmm. last week or sometime. And Jada was watching it, and she wasn't excited for this at all. In this trailer, she's like, okay, yeah, it looks really exactly. good. And I was like, like, it looks like a fun fucking movie. Like, um, and I'm taking my little sister to see it because she really she loves um, Hamilton. Oh, this yeah. guy did Hamilton. Oh, that's cool. He also has a movie coming out. What is it called? Have you seen Hamilton on Disney Plus? No. I haven't yet. And I've been telling I really need to see it. I know I need to. I just haven't changed I think it. I think he has a movie coming out called Vios or something like that. It's going to be an animated film on uh, Netflix. Huh, okay. And that's supposed to be coming out within the next two months, apparently. Odd, but I guess maybe I'll check it out. But yeah, I mean, like, the praise he got in Hamilton, and now he's doing In the Heights, I'm like, I don't know, it looks fun, I like it, the you guy know, has some praise, like... Here's here's my... The reason I don't like musicals is because, at least, sorry, in the past and, and stuff like that, a lot of times the story is kind of like... It oh, almost gets second yeah, to the music. Yeah, it's second to the music, exactly, and then the music, I feel like half the time, it's not even like that great. Like, it doesn't... It's not catchy, you know, it's not something I, I can sing along with. Speaking of music that I but think is in the catchy, heights, like you know, um, what's that? My next one up is West Side Story by Steven Spielberg. West Side Story, I couldn't tell you why I'm so excited for this film, but I, I am. I saw the original and like Skyler, you know, you know Skyler, he doesn't like musicals, and right. so this whole movie he was bashing on. I actually sent him home after the movie. I was like, you gotta leave because wow. I loved the movie. And him and Jada were just like, Ugh. and I was like, it's so fucking good. Like, see, and that's one I need to check. So there's sometimes I'll check out like their predecessors before I see a new one. Or, you know, I might, like, the avoid original. seeing it. Yeah, I might avoid seeing it or whatever. Just, but this is one that I probably will want to check out before I see the new Dude, one. Dude, the first song where they had, like, a snapping and stuff, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, this is good. Like, for... And, oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. And, like, I really... Like, I was just... I'm so excited for this. And then, like... So, West Side Story, the original one, mm-hmm. they cast white people as the Filipino oh, people. Oh, no. This one didn't do that. Well, Steven thank Spielberg God. actually Jesus. got Filipino actors and actresses to play those characters. Good. So, I'm like, it's going to be culturally appropriate. The music's going to be, like, great. And they already released, like, some scenes. At the Oscars, they had the first trailer. Oh, really? And I was like, this looks so cool. How did I not see that? Jeez. I was like, I was so, I'm so excited just because I really like the original. I this mean, one looks really good, and it's culturally appropriate, and then I whitewash people. And you think it's Steven Spielberg, so, I mean. I he's, a hit or, he's a hit or miss with me. I'm like, sometimes he's really good, and sometimes I'm like, why did you touch this project? No. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's nothing. I've, I mean, uh, you know what? He's done so much that half the time I forget, you know? He so. did Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and I didn't I like that movie. Jada really liked it. I, I didn't like it. But she's a sci-fi person, and I'm not, so. You know, I just I, I just misspelled his name completely. Whatever. Um, okay, so we, we, E.T., awesome, Schindler's List, I still haven't seen that, Jaws, I mean, it's classic. Jurassic a lot of his movies classic. that are, like, considered, like, great are from the early, from, from like, the 90s, though, so. Right, West Side Story, obviously, we talk about that. Oh, there, oh, that's what he's doing now. Raiders Lost Ark, okay, dumb. Catch Me If You Can, good. Saving Private Ryan, amazing. Um, Back to the Future, amazing. What else we got? I think it's his, I think it's his recent stuff that has me on edge about it, because I'm like, some of the stuff, I'm like, Goonies, eh. is good. Did he do Dunkirk? No, that was Nolan, I think. No, that was Nolan, yeah. Um, what else we got? Obviously, it's just Transform. Oh, it's not tra- oh, he probably he produced, produced it. it. Yeah. He produces a lot of films. You know, I think he's actually made his career on producing, putting a name on producing. Like, oh, he 100%. Film. He made those, like, he made, like, Schindler's List and Raiders of the Lost Ark and all that, and now he just puts his name on movies, so, like, produced by Steven Spielberg, and everyone's <laughs> like, oh! <gasps> 
Exactly. But no, I'm, I'm um, excited for West Side Story. It looks like a fun ride, and I'm yeah. just excited to see what they do with a remake after 60 years. Will that be fun to see? This one, this next one on my list actually comes out this week. Ooh, what's that? Conjuring 3. The Devil Made Me Do It. See, I'm going to have to lean on you for all this because I have not seen a single Conjuring film, and that goes back to my thing about not liking horror movies. Or not, not, not. The- sorry. I don't like, I don't not like horror films. I'm just saying not finding good horror films and i've just i never gave this one a chance the conjuring franchise is one i'm like really it's hard for me because like you got the you have the base conjuring series in it right the conjuring one two and now this one right but then you have the annabelle films the nun nun, right you have um annabelle comes home Annabelle. the curse of la llorona oh right i mean you got all these other films in this franchise and it's like it's gotten almost to the point where it's so big that it makes me worried but now it's like the conjuring base series are always so fun for me to watch Wait a minute, maybe it, did I watch the first Conjuring? I don't know, but I'm just I'm excited for this. I saw the I saw the first trailer when I went and saw Spiral, and like he turns around, he's like, I think I hurt someone, and I was like, Oh shit, this looks good. <laughs> and then they have like the waterbed and the thing, and like that looked pretty cool. I mean, a, it didn't look cool. I'm, not gonna I'm lie. a sucker for this kind of thing. The only problem is my least favorite thing in horror movies is jump scares, and that is all the Conjuring franchises. Okay. But it's like the stories are so cool because they're based on real events that the Warrens actually did. So I'm like... Well, maybe I... No. This is... What's the... Oh, maybe I, I'm trying to think. Of, what's the one where... You think of Insidious? I am. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the one where they go into the next dimension or whatever, right? Yeah, because these are made by the same people. Okay. James Wan makes these franchises. I mean, okay. But are they, James, are they good James films, Wan, James Wan knows what he's doing. Because he's, oh, yeah, he's made a, Saw, Aquaman... Aquaman like he helped do the insidious films. He, I mean, James Wan knows what he's doing, along with um, what's his name, uh, Lee Wanell, because mm-hmm. they're usually attached to projects together. I don't actually know about this one. But I'm pretty sure this isn't directed by James Wan, but it's directed by the guy who made Curse of La Llorona. Interesting. And uh, James Wan produced it. He did a story too. I think it says. I don't. J- story by James Wan, at least here on. on yeah, my he wrote, he wrote it. Yeah. He also wrote Aquaman, Saw, Conjuring Two, Nine, Sidious Two, Dead Silence. I mean, he's got some, he's got some movies where I'm like, so yeah. let me ask let me ask you, I want to break it if I saw this film, like if I saw this film, like what or should I should I see the other ones first? It's rough because, like I said, there's so many films in this. I don't want to call it, like it's, it's a franchise. You kind of wouldn't know until you watch it. Yeah, because like yeah. um, the Conjuring One and Two are very much like together. But then Annabelle comes in the picture, and like Annabelle, cre- Annabelle uh, comes home. Right, is tied directly into the Warrens. Okay, so like that movie, like is in their house. Like that's where the movie takes place. Because they have their museum in their house. So like, I don't know how interconnected this is going to be with like the Annabelle franchise or anything like that. But it, I'm just excited because like it looks really good. It's what my, it's right on my alley of horror movies I want to see, and it's on HBO Max. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, it's on HBO Max too. Okay, cool. Well, that is awesome. And I'm just, I'm hyped. And then uh, coming in at number four is Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Oh, did I not have some of this? Man. See, there's so many films. Like, I, I kind of, I'm almost glad that you did do this. <laughs> I mean, I know I was kind of mad, but uh, I'm, but it's, it's just like, there's so many that I wanted to put on my list that I like to, to just narrow it down to 10. I just like, they were all Marvel. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, I'm so excited. Like, actually, I don't know how this, well, anyways, this film like looks amazing. It looks so fun. It's like, it's everything I want Saw to be. I exactly, <laughs> and I put off watching. Uh, we talked about this last time. I put off watching um, the first Escape Room 
for a while just because I just had I just kind of it kind of looked it, like it B-rated looked like to me. yeah it looked like a B rated horror movie. I was like, ooh, this looks like a saw ripoff with like an escape room like, maybe that's palette. Just, maybe it does. And it was like maybe that was just me like giving like all horror movies just like oh, you're just a B rated movie. Like yeah, I'm not giving him a chance. But I'm just like and then I, I finally watched this just just one day I popped it on TV. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "And then, and great then, characters, great yeah. story." And then I've been waiting for a sequel, and it finally got a trailer, and it comes out. It comes yep. out in July, and I'm like, "Let's go!" Yeah, I'm so <laughs> excited. It, it had like um, sob. Also, what was it? The I don't know. Don't maybe do it. Um, what's that film? The horror film when they all, they all go up to the cabin. Cabin in the woods. Is it though? And With then, uh, Chris Hemsworth. I think so, and that's the one where they like there's go into the, the. There's like all the weird monsters. The coming twist, out and the, the twist. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had that very like, that kind of feel, like the first one did. Cabin in the Woods kind of feel, at first, anyways. Yeah, dude, I'm just excited. But I'm just, too. I'm so excited for this movie. Me too. And then uh, coming at number three is another horror movie. Oh, cool, <laughs> Candyman. Oh, I forgot about this. So this one was supposed to come out last year. I forgot this was even coming out still. I am hyped as hell. I'm this movie looks this. creepy. This movie looks whack. Yeah, it's, no, it looks cool. It's like one of the, it's this like is a, Jordan Peele too, yeah. No, uh, he produced no. it. He produced it, but and this is why because it's actually it's actually a, a lady director. I forgot her Nia name. Nia Costa, who's directing. She's also the Marvels. Nia Costa. She's also, isn't she the, an actor too? Actress, I mean. Uh, no, she's only has directing titles. Huh. I guess. Costa. I thought she was. She did something else that I recognized before, but the Mar- the Marvels is that is that uh, the Captain Marvel sequel. Uh, oh, yeah, on TV, on the Disney Plus? No, like the Captain Marvel Oh, too. she's actually... Okay, well, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, so she also has this movie called Little Woods. I don't know what that is, but... Maybe, it, no, it, okay. it probably is because she was directing the Marvels. That's why I recognize her name. Yeah, she's dire- she's directing the Marvels for 2022. I just well, looked at her exciting. directing credit, and I was like, oh. You know what's crazy to me, and, and just to think about, but, like, we're talking about these... these. I just talked about, like, you know, five Marvel films that are coming... Or four Marvel films. They're still coming out this year, and we're in fucking June, and... Like I don't know. Just then, you think about well, there's still movies coming out next year. Like we got Thor: Love and Thunder coming out next year. We got the the Marvels coming out next year, and then that doesn't include all the Disney Plus shows we even talked about. But it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But um, uh, I'm excited for Candyman because like Jade and I watched the original Candyman. I hadn't seen the other ones. Right. But this is like a continuation of the original Candyman because the oh. the man that's tormented by the Candyman in the trailer right is a was a boy like a kid who Candyman tried to kill in the first movie. Oh wow. So I'm like, it's connected. I like that. It's connected. It has the same dude playing Candyman, and the trailer looked awesome. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I'm super excited for that. It's what I'm like. These are the horror movies that I like. When they come out, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go. That's but fair. how about my top two? Ooh, top two. Number two, The King's Man. Really? Okay. Yeah. You know, and here's the reason. So obviously, The King's Man is is the prequel to the The King's Men. Yes. Um. I love the first Kingsman like that. I love Eggsy. I love that that entire movie. Like was just my bread and butter right there. That was like that's like a perfect movie for me. I mean, not not perfect, perfect, but it it's was, one of those. It was it's one of those movies where I'm like, that's one I can put on and just have a fun time yes. anytime. It doesn't matter how many times I watch it. Mm-hmm. I just laugh and Sam I love Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, yes, sir. <laughs> All, just the colors and and the, and the dogs and the training. It was just, it's just so wholesome. Also, the fight scenes. Yes, the fight scenes. Yes. If anything, the fight scenes alone are what attracts me to the Kingsman series because I'm like they're just so edgy. They're so brutal, brutal, edgy, and just kind of like even in I like don't know, a, the suave. even in the Kingsman two, which I don't like as much as the yeah, first one. That's what I was gonna get into the fight scene at the very end. 
is awesome. Yeah, Elton John's kicking ass. You got like them with their freaking briefcases with machine guns. Yeah. It's so good. See, <laughs> and then that's that's what I was going to get into this. So the second one, it it was very it was a lot of step down from the first. But I didn't it like, was like I didn't like the what's the statesman? That's the, the yeah, US I didn't like version. the American I didn't versions. like them. I will say that it's probably like a star down for me. Like I still have a fun time with no, it, yeah. but I'm like it's no. not one where I'm like yeah. If I want to watch a Kingsman movie, I'm not going to put it on the second one. I'm not going to be like, I don't really want to deal with Channing Tatum. I don't care. Exactly. exactly. But like Eggsy being like trying to find himself and like stop Samuel Jackson down. Hands down. There. Ready. No, I agree with you. (laughs) No, it was still still a solid film. I just know it was a step down from the first. But this one, I love the World War One palette. Right. I love the characters that they have. I like the references that because this movie was teased in the Kingsman 2 where they're like, we started 100 years ago. Right. Yeah. And now I'm like, like their history. This stuff looks so cool, and I, I I'm a sucker for the era that it's based in. Like I okay. like 1917, loved it. I love these old. I love these like right. movies that are coming out where they're basing around that era because usually it's World War II. So You're I'm right. Like, it is. Let's go like a little bit to World War One. There's not enough about that. And then you have these like the action scenes. I already know they're gonna be great. We got the mm-hmm. World War One background. This gonna be some brutal stuff. I'm excited. They even have the saying. Um, what it is, man maketh. Oh, I can't remember. God, I can't remember. I know. That, that quote yeah. is in the trailer. It slipped my mind right now. Manners no, maketh man. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I was I'm like, I don't... so excited because this is like an origin. I love it. And the cast looks so fun. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to this. I wouldn't be... I wish we had another Eggsy film because I love that character. Um, but if... but if They have Aaron Taylor Johns, Johnson is in this. He's... Okay, I guess I'm in. It also has uh, Voldemort... Uh, t- no. Uh, Ralph Fiennes. Uh, okay, I would have never gotten that. Somehow, um, I just watch a ton of his movies without realizing that he's going to be in it, and he's like on Letterboxd, one of my most watched actors, just Aaron because Taylor, he's in everything. <laughs> obviously, Aaron Taylor Johnson's my my main my main squeeze. So, um, that's kick ass. So whatever he's in, uh, I'm there as well. Um, and then rounding out your top list, what do you have number? Last night in Soho, baby. All Let's right. go. Hyped as hell. I love Edgar Wright. I'm so down. This trailer came out last week, and I'm like, let's go. It's my most hyped film other than Marvel. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm now this so looks, excited. This looks really good. <laughs> I am very much skeptical. When it co- well, actually, no, I'm not. I don't know. Ooh, they released a synopsis on Letterboxd. Oh, go ahead. A, a young girl passionate about fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to be falling apart with shady consequences. I looked at Bryce when he first started that, like, all weirdly, because, like, are you sure you're not just reading the one for Corolla, a fashion designer? In the- <laughs> um, no, honestly, that, that's exactly what the, what the trailer showed us. And You know how um, long this movie's going to be? Let me guess, like, two hours and... Two and a half. Two and a half hours, dude? <laughs> you, bro, that's... that's I don't... Okay. Okay, I guess we're going to that. I I could, like, I don't, how do you go to two and a half hours of a thriller? I'm like, I looked at the time, it says 157 minutes. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man, that's gonna be intense. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Blew me away. Holy crap! But um, no, this trailer came out. We talked about it last time, but I, I am. It definitely jumped up on on my most anticipated list. Not that's, onto that, it, but just that it, runtime scares the hell out of me. I'm like, man, that's a long movie, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it definitely is. Like Cruella was long, but like that's longer than Cruella. Like, it's and, you're, and you're thinking about a thriller. Oh God. How you gonna, I mean, it better blow my <laughs> blow my mind for two and a half hours. That's all I damn say. Um, In the Heights is almost two and a half hours long too. Jesus. 
I th- yeah, I feel like a lot of them are coming out a little bit longer. Meanwhile, like like Escape Room two, ninety minutes. Jungle Cruise, ninety minutes. Yeah, it's like quite why place is too, Last Night in Soho so long? Like this better keep my attention. Like I was down for like maybe a hundred minute long thriller, two hours and two and a half hours. That's an hour longer than I thought it was gonna be. Jesus, yeah, honestly though, <laughs> this is more movie for us to love though. Hopefully, I was like. Oh my god! See, and here's the thing though: is we didn't even get to mention like some of the other films I'm looking forward to, like Free Guy, Hitman's Wife, Bodyguard, and it's just Ryan. Hitman's Wife, Bodyguard has me kind of worried because I kind of feel like they're forcing the comedy in that. I think I don't I don't even remember liking the first one. I'm just saying like that's still coming. <laughs> um, like, I was watching the trailer for it and I was like, I'm not feeling the 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 pizzazz of the first one in this. I just kind of feel like y'all forcing this. Yeah, they probably are, but it's Ryan Reynolds, so. You know, I said that, and I tried watching that one film he did on Netflix. Like, I think it's called Seven Underground. And that was not a great film. No, that got, actually, I didn't even watch that. That film. got review bombed. I didn't even watch it that far. I watched like thirty minutes of it, and I was like, I'm done. It's just like it was just, yeah, it was not that great. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's still so many films that we didn't even talk about, like the new, the Top Gun Maverick. That looks super exciting for you. Um, you're right, exactly. <laughs> uh, you Pixar's Luca. Oh, I mean, dude, that comes out next. Doesn't that come out the next month? It does yeah, next June eighteenth. Right, we're in June. It comes out this month. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh man. Only on Disney Plus though. I totally for free. forgot. I totally forgot that movie was coming out. Now I'm like, um, there's so dude, many movies oh, I want to watch this month. We got Fast Nine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, Jaden wants me to go watch that. The Forever Purge. I'm not a fan of the Purge series. I've only ever. I seen love the, the first, first one. one. I love the first one. There some, I mean, the, the other ones are hit and miss, but um, you got, we can see what else we got. Uh, Space Jam, we talked about that. Old, we didn't talk about that. That looks good. Six-year-old mm, giving birth. Oh, my God. You're, why, you're so <laughs> fixated on that. I hate it. <laughs> um, and then S- Snake Eyes, that, that new Snake Eyes, that looks super cool. I'm just, I'm just listing all the films that are coming still out. <gasps> Dude, Don't Breathe 2. I love the first Don't Breathe. Jada it was fell so gross. When we watched it. How, Jada? It's creepy as fuck. He's asleep right now. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Um, let's see. What else we got? Do, 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 do. I'm just trying to see about anything else interesting. Uh, <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> Remember those pictures? Dude. Dude. That's so bad. Oh, yeah. Dude. Have you seen the trailer for Dear Evan Hansen? I think you did. I sent you it. I said, I was like, damn, if you want to see the trailer, make you cry. I never watched it. Okay, well, I'm going to have to have you watch it because I mean, after we get off this, because that trailer, bro, it, like, it sounds like Dear Evan Hansen, that doesn't sound like a film you would watch, does it? Like, I, when I heard no. that, tra- no, when I heard that name in that trailer, I'm like, I'm, this sounds stupid. And then I clicked the trailer and I was like, fuck, I got to watch this. Like, I, I hate that I have to watch this film now. Like, that's what I'm, <laughs> it's that good of a trailer. Um, dude, we didn't talk about Venom 2. That's because I'm nervous about Venom 2. I mean, me too, but it's Venom 2. I mean, okay, but the, the first thing is the first one did pretty good. And then it made over $800 million. And plus, you have Carnage in the film. And Carnage. Carnage. Yeah, you have Carnage, carnage. in the film. <laughs> I mean, how bad can it really be? You know? It's it's a Marvel movie. I, dude, they could literally just slap Marvel Studios or Marvel on anything. And I'm like, I got to go see it. Because I've seen every Marvel movie since, really since 1947. Like, it's now like, mm-hmm. I can't miss anything. Exactly. I got to watch everything. So, like, they could be like, we're making a movie about Forget Me Not, and I'd be like, oh, fuck, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that would actually be a funny comedy. Forget Me Not? Forget Me Not, because like, you know about him, right? No. He's a mutant whose power is that the minute you look away from him, you forget he ever existed. Huh. That's an interesting so, power. Like, no, I'd never heard of him. The only mutant that remembers him is Charles Xavier, because he put a thing in his mind to remind him about it every few minutes. 
So like that'd be a wow. funny ass comedy because he'd be like stopping crime. And they're just like, who did this? Oh, they're. Like, I don't really know. <laughs> wow. Um, there's like a there was like a comic book where he talks to like I think it was Spider Man or something. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, oh, forget me not. It's like. Forget me not. It's like I've been an X Men for years. Oh, I was so one of the sad. original X Men. That's so sad. <laughs> well, um, one of the he's like my favorite mutant man. His power is so bad yet so helpful. Like he could rob a bank and no one would fucking know. Like who is that guy? Who's who? Keep looking at the screen. Like, who's that guy? Oh yeah, who is that guy? And look away. Like wait, who? We need to find our killer. <laughs> what the fuck? That could like, be a good comedy. They just like look down. They're like, it'd be hard. Oh. To, it'd be hard to navigate though because you need somebody that could like. I don't. You would. It would be. It would be difficult to do. But I feel like that'd be cool comedy if you could make it work. <laughs> um, be, I'm. I'm gonna send an email to Marvel and be like. Yo, I don't know if this is interesting to you guys, but for the first X Men pr- like property, the first X Men property, forget me not. Just to think make, about make it. everybody forget that there's an X Men character. Just oh my the, god, his whole a, thing is just his power and freak, makes everyone forget mutants ever existed. Just make oh my gosh, just imagine though, like you know the John Cena memes, but you can't see him. The Dave Batista things about Drax and he's moving so slow you can't see him. Just imagine that character's things. Like nobody, would, everybody pretend they didn't even know what movie you were talking about. Like have you seen that film? The what was it called? I don't, I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember what it's called anymore. No time or no forget me not. But have you seen Forgive Me Not? What film? What is that? I don't know what you're talking about. This film. Oh yeah, no, I know that film. And I was like, okay, so what you, did you think it was good? What film? What are you talking about? <laughs> people, would, people would troll you everybody so hard. This shit would be so funny. His um, whole his whole movie is an origin film about Forget Me Not that ends up with him making everyone forget mutants ever existed. Okay, so some Whack. more films. <laughs> exactly. We have uh, Jackass Four. I don't know if you're a fan of the Jackass series. I I hate them. I've never seen them. I've never seen it. So I don't care. Jadis but maybe so... watch like three movies about the Jackass people, like movies they've made, and every single one of them, I'm like, this isn't funny. <laughs> King Richard. There's that trailer that just came out for it. It looks semi interesting. I don't know. Some other people are excited for it. Did you see the trailer for that? No. It was just. It was very like medieval. I don't know. It looked interesting. The Green um, Knight. Oh, that's what I was talking about. The Green Knight, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know what King Richard is, but the Green Knight. Yeah, no. I don't know what King Richard is, even though you said it. I did. The, no, gr- I, no. the Green Knight looks good. Jada the Green looks, Knight is what I was talking about. Jada like started the trailer, and then she was like, "This looks like crap, trash." And then the tree dude showed up and got his head cut off, and she was like, "Okay." It just looks weird. Like it just looks just interesting. Like, weird. It looks like I'm like, like this looks like a Brothers Grimm film. Like, it does. Hyped yeah. as fuck. <laughs> um, and then we have I don't know if you're a fan of the Resident Evil series, but they have Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Is that a movie or a TV show? Because I think it's a Netflix show. It says theaters on Thanksgiving. That's weird because I thought it was a Netflix show. I could be wrong. Maybe it's a Netflix movie. Oh my God, why are they making me click this? Uh, director Johnson Roberts says set in 1998, this revelant each origin story explains the secrets of Spencer Mansion and Raccoon City. I don't know how to feel about this because I knew there. I thought Netflix was making a TV show. It could be. I'm not sure, but I know that definitely says theaters. Um, West Side, blah, blah, blah. And then we have Matrix 4. Nah. It's unneeded, so I'm very salty about it. Eh, I'm always out of the position that I feel like any movie is never unneeded. This is totally unneeded. The series has been done for like ten, over ten years. <laughs> yeah, but you have, but you then you you're coming off of John, the John Wick series, which is still it's still happening in full swing. But with with Keanu Reeves now full in full effect again, and then you're like, if they have a story, they have a story. Money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But but then again, that's the point for all films. So <laughs> replicas all over again. Don't mention that <laughs> film. I hate that film so much. I, I saw that for free, and I felt like I got my time stolen. <laughs> um. Anyways, so that was all the films that we were most anticipated for. Hey, guys, what uh, films are you f- most anticipated for? Anticipated for? Anticipated. Um, <laughs> Anticipated. Palpatine. Um, 
yeah, tell me in the comment section or, or shoot us a message or something. We'd, we'd like to know. We'll give you a shout out. Um, and we're going to dive into some of our weekly movie watches now. We have, I mean, since we did our, just did our podcast today, we don't have a whole lot to talk about. But uh, Bryce, it. I'll let you go first. What, uh, Here we go. Good films do you like to talk about? Oscar Monday. Oh, yeah, the thing I haven't been doing. We watched years. No Country for Old Men. Are you doing I watch that with you? No. I haven't seen it before this Monday, so no. No Country for Old Men. What was that film with the with the um what was the film with uh Daniel Day Lewis? There will be blood. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. That it's, it sounds the same, but well uh what was that about? It's weird. Okay, so it's like I wanna say there's two storylines. This guy basically okay. like is in is in the desert and like is hunting. He stumbles upon these like vehicles that was like shootout and he finds this briefcase of money. Money. So he takes the money because you know when you brought a briefcase of millions and millions of dollars, like you want to take the money, <laughs> right? And then the cartel basically sends a hitman to get him and get the money back. Oh, okay. As the whole movie is following this hitman as he's like going around and he's like he uses this, you know, the thing where they kill the cows like they put it to their head and pop, air gun kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He uses that and it is the most interesting weapon I've ever seen a hitman use. Wow. Because he just like carries it, turns on the vial, and puts it in someone's heads and pa. And kills the dude. And I was like, that is fucking genius. Because the whole movie, like, the cops are like, like, uh, what's his name? Tom, Tommy Jones, Tom Jones, Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. That's his name. He mm-hmm. was in, uh, he played Agent K. Man Black. He was in Captain America, the first Avenger. He played the sur- the drill sergeant. Sure. He was the one who was like, words aren't win with uh, bravery, the runs with guts, and like throws the grenade, and Captain America like lands on it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so he plays the police officer. Right. And he's like talking to this woman about like, about this guy he knew who used to kill cattle with the air gun, and he's trying to find out what weapon the guy is using because they can't find any like residual, and like he's talking about the weapon the guy uses, but isn't realizing it's the weapon. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm like sitting there, I'm like, dude. So they're like, the Bro. cops are hunting the hitman, the hitman's hunting the dude. And it's like this whole cat and mouse thing where the dude's trying to like get away, and basically like the hitman is just killing everybody. He's whack, and it's like great shootouts between him and the um, the the main dude. And the guy is Josh Brolin. Oh, okay, cool. Josh Brolin plays the dude chasing down. And the uh, have you seen Dead Men Tell No Tales? Sure. You know Captain Salazar from that movie, the Ghost Dude. Yeah. That's who plays the hitman. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. And the whole, it's like based in the eighties, and it's like it's really intense. Oh, so it's a, it's a good film then. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. I, gave, I think I gave it four stars. It was really good. Okay, oh, that's like, cool. It was so fun, but like I was stoned out of my mind when I watched it. <laughs> so I was like ultra focused, and I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> that's funny." I like that. I forget what I wrote about it though, because I'm like, I was I was pretty fucked up. Um, I was all fucked up on Mountain Dew. Um, I said the story felt splintered because it kept like jumping around, and like the characters yeah. the characters would die suddenly and just like be gone. Like that, like when they died, there was no like big send off. Even if it was like a big actor, it would just move on to the next thing. Uh, and so I'm like, I get it, but it bothers me because like if it's a main character you've been following for like most of the movie, and then they're just like, yeah, moving on. I'm Game like, of Thrones. I'm like, be like, bruh. Like, but I know Game of Thrones is a series, obviously. But um, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'll definitely have to keep that on my radar then. On Letterbox, it has a 4.3 average. That's a good average. It it says uh, Leowin Moss stumbled upon dead bo- stumbles upon dead bodies, two million dollars in a hoard of heroin in a Texas desert. But methodically, the methodical killer Anton Sugar comes looking for it with local sheriff Ed Tom Bell hot on his trail. The roles of prey and predator blur as the violent pursuit of money and justice collide. And it's directed by the Cohen brothers. The Cohen brothers. 
Yeah, Cohen. They, um, Cohen. C-O-E-N. Yeah, they directed like Fargo, The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Um, oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Raising Arizona. And uh, one of them, I think it's Joel Cohen, is married to Francis McDormand. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, Which is also a funny story about the Cohen brothers. You know how Bill Murray did the Garfield movies? Mm-hmm. You know why he did the Garfield movies? Why? He thought that the Cohen brothers wrote the script. Because it was a guy named Joel Cohen, but it wasn't Joel Cohen from the Cohen Brothers. Oh my god! So he didn't even read the script. He just saw it was written by Joel Cohen. And was like, I'm in. Wow, he thought it was one of the Cohen Brothers. That just imagine though, you set up a whole for a whole film franchise because that was a, you were working with somebody that you weren't. That's kind of sad. That's why, like in Zombieland, they have that thing where he's like, "Well, why Garfield 3? Oh my god! He's like, Coke. Oh my god! Wow. Um, uh, I, wonder, pretty cool. I don't know if I watched anything else recently. Oh, I did watch something right after we watched Social Network last week. I went home. Oh, yeah. And Letterboxd added this thing when you go to your stats, you can look at your completed collections, right? Right. And they added ones you were almost complete on. So you can see what movies you're missing to complete those collections. Right. I was missing one movie in the Jay and Silent Bob collection. Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> what was horrible about it? It's over... Like, you know Jay and Silent Bob are sexual people, right? Right. But this was overly sexual. They had a character named Cockhead. <laughs> Guess what he was? A man with a... Cockhead? Yeah. He also I had... Mean, like, he also had um, I mean, it's Tara, just a Bob. I don't know what you expect. You know Tara Strong? Hey, she's a... I know her. Yeah, she's a, she's a act, uh, voice actress. Yeah. She plays a character in this movie. Called the Cockknocker. Fucking love that. That's hilarious. And all I she mean, does is you have to imagine is... though. It's like it's this. This is probably like okay, like Jane. Uh, what, what, they're not. What's the names again? Um, fucking Kevin Smith and Kevin uh, Smith and uh, Jason Muse. Yeah. Oh, Jason Muse. Exactly. I bet, I bet you they sat down. Like, okay, let's write. It's actually really an funny. Animated film as as Jay and Silent Bob. Kevin Smith actually has like intersex in the movie, where he like talks. Mm-hmm. And he's like. I don't hate lesbians because there's like a movie. There's like a scene. All I could think about was like chasing Amy where he got the backlash. Oh my God, right. But um, when the cock knocker was going to be like introduced, he like come on. He's like, hey guys, you know, this would be a really good moment for like Mark Hamill to come on is like with the Joker voice, but we can't afford that. So instead, <laughs> I'm going to give you Tara Strong. But and she's so, quite expensive as fuck too. She plays a dude though. So it's like this guy with like this really high pitched bubble voice. Turner? Yeah, Timmy Turner, uh, Raven. Yeah, she's a lot of characters. And so it's this guy with this like loud, like high voice. Oh my god! It was and it, like giant hand. So he like Cockhead and her would like she, you know. Oh my god! So that's he, horrible. He exploded. Yeah, it's bad. And Stan Lee's in this too. Stan Lee makes a cameo. Yeah. <sighs> and wow. Then, like uh, they they basically play um Blunt Man and Chronic. Yeah, of course. Because like they, it's a, it's like a superhero thing. Oh my god! The whole beginning was like a parody on other superhero things, like how they got their powers. I'm sure it was. Like, uh, there's a scene where like this guy's like tries to push them away of a of a radioactive barrel. Yeah. And then it falls in the sewer, and Kevin Smith's like, "Remember, kids, uh, mutant turtles come from the sewers, not space." Michael Bay. Yeah, because oh my god, there's horrible. also a scene where like Peter Parker makes like an appearance because they, he's like so they're like go in they're like what's your name he's like 
Oh, I'm Peter Pan. Shut up. <laughs> you can't say there's that. Like a, there's like a spider that comes down and like they end up squishing it instead of getting powers. Oh my god. It's yeah, it's bad. And they end up get they end up just getting a ton of money and turning to Platinum and Chronics like Batman. It just yeah. sounds goofy. It's so dumb. I was so mad. And Stanley made the cameo and all I could think about was like in Teen Titans Go where he shows up and he's like who cares if it's a DC movie? I just love cameos. Is that what he said pretty much? Dude, I was just like, why get Stan Lee for this? Like, and why not at that point? I know Kenneth Smith and him were friends, but like, Jesus. I mean, if yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's funny though. Uh, I saw a TV series um on Amazon Prime. Not quite a movie, but I think it was still pretty cool. All uh, called Invincible. I wasn't gonna give this. Ch- That's I'm where at- all the memes are from. Where think, think. Yeah, no, seriously, I, I totally got it too at the end. Um, I hadn't, I hadn't read this comic series. I knew of it. Uh, I just never get a chance. It just looked too, uh, like too superhero-y, I guess if that makes sense. Like you know when, when you read comic books, you, like this is just too superhero-y. <laughs> like it's just like I'm gonna put. And so I never like gave it a chance. Um, and then obviously this TV series came out. I put on the TV show for the first like five minutes of it. Before it, but basically, I watched the first five minutes before it cut to the main character, which I didn't realize. But so, so I was watching this. So I was watching this like first five minutes, and it was just absolutely atrocious. Like it was just like, what am I watching? Like, I don't want to watch this crap. So I turned it off, and then I had a few people tell me that I need to keep watching it. So I was like, all right, well, look, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the first end of the first episode. I'll, I'll sit there and power through it. Me with Game no, of Thrones. As soon as, as <laughs> right, and then as soon as I turned like the first, until I turned to the main character after like the opening scene. I was invested. I was like, oh, oh, this is what the story is about? Okay, I'm totally in. It's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend checking this out. It's so much fun. You know, I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones for free because right. it was available for free. And then right after the episode, I looked at Jade. I was like, we got to go to Walmart. No, I know. Then, exactly. I got to go buy it. Like, exactly. It's those things that you just don't expect to hit you that, that are nice. So super also good. helped that I had the flu when I watched it. So I was totally like, I'm going to be stuck uh, at home for a week anyway. So let's just go buy Game of Thrones. So I have something to do. Exactly. So that's fun. I, mean, I, need, I need to check it out. Like uh, Jacob was telling me I needed to watch I it. I mean, what? It's, and, I, they're like 45 minute episodes. So a little bit on the longer side. That's my that's my issue with TV yeah. shows. Because I'm like, it's like when, I, when they're coming out one week. Right. Like, uh, you know, like the Disney ones. I'm like, I can allot an hour or two hours to watch this. Right. It's easy. Cause it's a whole series are out. And I'm like, that's a lot of time for me to invest yeah. in like, this. I spent a whole day watching it. Yeah. I was like. I could I could be watching like Criterion movies, getting through that, or I could watch this fucking ten hours of this TV show. Yeah, but I can watch I mean, a ten lot of, movies. <laughs> a lot of TV shows. What what I like about them is that I'm I can, I'm able to be invested in the same character for a long period of time. I don't know. Just, I just it, like, more just character like, development. But my issue is just like I don't have I don't I don't feel like I have enough time to invest in that anymore. I'm like I can watch a three hour long movie, get the story done, get everything from it. Or I can watch a forty-hour television show where they're just going to keep having issues every season. Like I like what? Like get it over with. Like yeah, that's why, I, that's why I never finished Dexter because I got to like I got to like season four and then I realized like every season just starts off with like oh somebody shows up starts doing it or somebody right. shows and no, then they just right, go through the whole right. season I mean, repeating of, it and then they of, just do it every season. I'm no, like, you're right. So part sick of, of it. TV series is to be invested in the character and you don't really care what goes on on the screen half the time you just want to be the character. And there's a difference between like miniseries. And, and oh, yeah. um, it's like this is a, like, this is a ten episode miniseries. Yeah, like, like TV episodes. series. Like, you know, cool. And then like, there's like ten seasons of a yeah. show, and I'm like, I'm not gonna watch like, that. Like, like, you can definitely tell the way things have changed, especially when they do like uh, straight to, or you know, when streaming services come out with their new TV shows. When it's a miniseries versus a. A TV show because a TV show, you know, it's meant to be periodical. You know, every every yeah, episode. Like, oh, every, the end of the season. Wait till next season. Yeah, and they develop happens. they develop the script as they go along with the show. Well, something like this, like you know, where they have ten episodes, 
they fully have a, a plan ahead of time, I think. Yeah, it's like more uh, the, the Falcon so. and the Winter Soldier. Like, there's six yeah, episodes, exactly. six hours. And I'm like, I can do six hours. Six hours is manageable, especially right. like one hour a week or whatever. Especially when it's so but polished. But ten hours, I'm like, I'm one of those people that if I start something, I got to finish it. Yeah. I That's why like I haven't bought like Resident Evil 8 or anything because I'm like, I'm still playing Ghost of Tsushima and I'm not buying another game until it be Ghost of Tsushima, but it's taking me fucking forever. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I got I to gotta finish this before I can do that. So if I start a TV show... I'm not going to be watching movies for two days because all I'm going to be doing is trying to watch the show. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm like, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta push through my criterion. I don't, also, I don't have time to spend watching this. <laughs> also, what I like about Invincible is that it's one of those shows like you don't have to watch on your TV. Like you can take from TV to your phone. It is. Oh yeah, fit. yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like, I, I get obsessed with stuff, so I'm like, I got, I got to stay focused. Otherwise, like, I'm not going to be able to finish what I'm already doing. That's fair. <laughs> um, I did hear it was really good though. Like, no, I've had is. like five people tell me like you need to watch it. You would love it, and I'm like, yeah, I think like so. you guys said that about the boys too, and I still haven't watched that because I got other stuff I got to do. <laughs> the boys are really good. You need to watch that as well. Yeah, Everyone sends me like memes from these two where they're just like, oh, this is funny. And I'm like, I don't I don't get it. I haven't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm also one of those people that I mean, and more so than you are, I like to keep up with pop culture stuff. So yeah, I I'm, like, talk about it I'm like 1940s movies. And everyone's like, why? And I'm like, which I definitely for me. <laughs> right. I definitely don't mind that there's a place in time for those. But for me, like I don't watch much, much content as it is just because a lot of times I just don't care to watch stuff like just at home, which is not my thing. Um, I I, I kind of like that you're more in tune with like nowadays stuff than me because I'm like you'll tell me stuff I'm like oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> and I'm like I'm completely like 40 years in the past right now I'm like yeah this movie from the 80s is really good <laughs> yeah no, which, like I said there's, no, there's nothing like I just am in a different track when it comes oh, to stuff I watched this movie from 1923 why because it's good I don't know like it's for right. me not for you <laughs> no exactly exactly um. So well, that is all the stuff we watched. We kind of walked throughout the week, um, but with that down, we're gonna move on to our our main top part of the show, which is our film verse feature episode yeah. four of our Fincher watch. I know Woo! we're kind of like in that in that Fincher <laughs> grind right now. Um, each week we pick a movie that we want the other person to see, um, and this week or relatively want them to see. Um, and this week I chose uh, Gone Girl, uh, which is another David Fincher film, which we previously did seven, and then we did before that. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. That, we did uh, Social Network. Social Network seven. seven. And then, um, other other movie. What is it? Zodiac. Zodiac. Or Zodiac. <laughs> I, was, then seven. I totally had the cover in my mind, but I just I was just completely spacing on the title, so I was just like this black square in my head. I'm like, what the I fuck is that? I think the first time we realized that we were just on a David Fincher binge was like the last film, which was what what, what was that again? Social um, Network. Yeah, we, like, you because you were like, oh, we're watching these two films. We want to watch Social Network, and I'm like, well, if we're gonna watch Social Network, I might as well watch this one. <laughs> I want to see forever. Gone Girl. And it's it's the funny thing is like I didn't even realize that they all I mean I didn't realize until then that all these were David Fincher films. We but anyways, we about Gone Grind. We, we watched Mink together and we both hated it. And now we're like oh. watching this and we're like, yeah, this is okay. Okay, this is really good. Oh, this is okay. Oh, this is really good. You know, I think part of my reason that I don't like Mink so much is because a lot of people think of, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not specifically hating it because people think it's. I good. hate it. I'm, I'm fuck them. No, 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 but I'm, I'm just saying. I just want to make sure, make it clear that I'm not hating it specifically because other people don't like it. I mean, because they do like it, they praise it. I'm just saying. I watched it, and I'm like, I just feel like I've watched it I twice, and I still feel like something's missing. I'm like, they should have cast Gary Oldman as this character. I just don't hear. I don't hear what they're trying to say. Like, because the the dialogue is weird to me. I don't know what they're trying to say. Dude, the whole movie is weird to me because I'm just like. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about Gone well, Girl. Yeah, Manx in the past. You can listen to our episode about that in like December. Yeah, exactly. So Gone Girl, really solid film. A lot better than his other stuff. 
Um, you know, the even pace, though I gave his main a stuff, lot, it's a lot better pace than I, a lot of the other ones. I say a lot better. Probably, I'm probably only gonna give this like a half star higher than everything else. That's okay. No, but I'm just that saying, still makes no, it better. No, it does. <laughs> but in my head, I'm just like it's a lot better. But I'm like, well, but like not a four star. It's like three and a half. <laughs> so, um, this is still it's still it's still a lot better. The pace, even though it's a long film, the pace is still so much better because it feels like they're actually saying something half the time. A lot of yeah, a lot of like, other films like it was progressing forward, but very slowly. Yeah, because when you think about like Zodiac Seven, or right. I mean, they were doing stuff, but you didn't really feel invested in it. And this one had you invested in both the woman, still though, every, and the guy, exactly. But still though, every single film he's made easily could have shaved it off at thirty minutes and made it more a tighter, punchier film. Yeah, I mean, I th- I would say this is, in my opinion, one of the better films he's made because, yeah. like, watching it even now, I've seen it before. So, like, watching it again, I'm still like, no, this is still a solid film. Like, this no, is, is a really, is really good film. Good film. I think I think I gave it four stars the first time, and actually watching it this time boosted up a half star higher because I'm just like, the shit's nuts. Not like, the film I thought I was gonna see. I'll tell you that <laughs> because a lot of I, I heard people say like it was crazy. She's crazy. I've heard that there's a there's like a twist, and I'm like, and I I think I already had it spoiled that she was alive. I already knew that like for, since for a while ago, just because of being in pop culture. But um, it just definitely did not have the same vibe that I thought it was gonna, it was gonna go with. And then obviously ended it with kind of like a Finchery ending. I want to say. All his endings of are kind of like it's always shocking like that, that, or that like big pop, like yeah. oh look at that. Um, Except for Social Network, which really didn't have that. But I, I mean, that's kind of like, in my opinion, the but, outlier of his works. Where it's like, I don't know why he made it because I'm like, it doesn't seem like a project he would have touched. Yeah, the Social Network was like, it, I don't know, because that, that was more like a, a, a docudrama. Yeah, I mean, th- these are more like his actual like you can tell he like well, thought a lot of, of these and actually made like right. these and social network just feels out of place in his filmography. It does, but you can still sell his film. And that was one of the things is like if I sat down and now being more collected with his work, if you put me in front of a David Fincher film, I'm sure I could probably spot it because like there's just like much like um, Quentin Tarantino, you, you, they you have just a style. Have, yeah, they have a style. You can just feel it. It's almost like it's not even like it's, I mean I'm sure if I studied studied his work more, I could tell you exactly what it is. But it's just very like. I don't know, just the way he films his movies and like the way he tells the stories, it's just like, oh, this is David Fincher, I can tell. One hundred percent. Yeah, I could. Uh, even watching this now, I'm like, you had the you had the music, you had the way the camera moved. You, yeah. I was like, you can tell. <laughs> it's even the way the movie looks, like just the. Um, I will say that I loved the lighting. I loved the change in you, like the more the movie went on, because at first you're like, it was too. This woman's really like smart, and I was like, no, she's I psycho. She was too. <laughs> no, exactly. I started out this film like thinking, okay, so what's going on? Blah blah blah, and then she leaves, you, you know, whatever. And then, you know, you, you start unraveling her plan. And I'm like, no, she's super smart. Like, this is like so Sherlock 9000 level shit right now. Her leaving her husband because he cheated on her. And then, like, you know, blaming him for his murder. Like, that, that's some really smart shit. And then you find out she's actually crazy and just, like, controls people's lives and, you know, fucks herself up. You start hearing the like, other eh. guys she's fucked over. And then you're like, oh, shit, he is psycho. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, she's crazy. Like, I, wish I wish I thought. I don't know. Because to me, it was like there was a point where it went from revenge, like a revenge, like smart revenge to... Just kind of psychotic. Your take a bit far, like yeah, just a psychotic. And I was like, okay, you took it too far. Like when she, especially when she's hitting herself, and I'm like, yeah. okay, the scene you're, that, you're getting the like, scene eh. that changed it is when she's like with the hammer, and you're like, okay, yeah, this no, is a little no, bit actually, far. no, not even that scene. I was like, okay, you're taking it a little too far. You're, you're pushing yourself over the edge. And then what, what made me really just like sell her on fucking hated her is when she's spitting that chick's Mountain Dew for no reason. <laughs> like fuck you, like the, you're evil bitch. Like there's no reason to do that. <laughs> You just spit in the six Mountain Dew, and then they took her money. And I'm like, I don't feel bad for you. They should take your money. Like you deserve this. Like you're doing a lot of bad things, and you're upset that they took your money. Like this is your fault, right? I was like, they they did bad shit, but honestly, you're you're a piece of trash. So, 
I, will, I'm, I, I still enjoy this movie. My wife actually showed me this. Like, she bought it. Like, we were at the Entertain Mart, and she saw it, and she was like, oh, we need this. And I was like, I don't know what that is. She's like, you'll love it. And I was like, I doubt it. <laughs> and she made us, she made me watch it like a year later because we were I kept pushing it off because like I don't I don't want to watch that that sounds dumb and then like watching it I was like this is fucking nuts That's hilarious <laughs> and then uh, watching it again I'm still like yo this is this is a solid film like this is I what? it's just about a dude losing his hearing dude it's crazy to me I'm like. All right, like you know, honestly, every time I think of that's the, for some reason, every time you recommend a movie to me or like you watch some other film or like you say something, I, like you're excited about a film that's like we're super old. For some reason, I just like I get I rubs me the wrong way, and I'm just like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to see it. It's probably trash then. And then, <laughs> and then I always think back to the uh, not the Flash. What's the other film? Was that Sound of Metal? And I'm like, I'm just be constantly reminded of that. I'm just like, you know what? I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because I, I said, just a dude losing his hearing, how good can it be? And then I watched that film, I fucking cried. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Bryce, fine. I'm sorry. I don't know why I get mad, but I do. And I was like, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes you have a good opinion. All right. That's exactly how I feel, too. And I'm just like, uh, okay, fine. Um, I got so mad. We were like, no, it doesn't look good. And I was like, it's so good, though. Just watch it. God. It's a new movie. You watch these. Just watch the movie. I was I was in my room on the phone looking. I was like, no, nah, it's stupid. Then, <laughs> like, just a dude losing his hearing. And then and then you said, so, I don't know. Well, no. You got honestly, nominated for Best yeah. Picture. And then you're like, well, I guess I have to watch it. No, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, you like, it cannot, uh, nominated for Best Picture. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then I realized there was a new movie. Because I didn't realize there was a new movie when you told me about it. So I looked at it. I, I was just like, ah, fine. And then I sat down and watched it. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Nomadland, I'm still not the biggest fan of. Dude, I still think that was a... I, I, visually super appealing. Visually amazing. But after seeing all of them, I'm like, Sound of Metal or The Father were definitely my picks. The Father was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. like I, I, It's one of those films that I don't think I want to see again because I'm just so mind-fucked. I have to watch it again Do you? because my grandma wants to watch it. Mm, yeah. So I bought it on Blu-ray and she's like, I want to watch it. I'm Tell like, me if it holds up the second time because I'm sure it might, but I'm just like... I, I just don't want to feel like that again. I watched that in theaters, right? Like, I, I'm sitting there in theater and I'm like, this movie's whack as hell. And Jada's over there crying for like half the yeah. movie next to me because she's a CNA. So she's like feeling this, like I was over there like. She knows ah. what goes on. Yeah. I was like, all right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, you know, honestly, like that was a fabulous directing piece. I just, I don't want to be a part of that experience. It was a, it was a play. The guy wrote it as a play and then he like, he had it as a play. And then I he can was see like, that. He was like, this would be great as a movie and directed so his that. own movie. And then he said that he wanted to made the movie if Anthony Hopkins hadn't signed on because that's who he thought of when he wrote the part. Wow. You know, and that was another one th- um, other thing I was going to say. Oh, fuck. I had a whole point there. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, no, it was super good. I was, I was, I was really impressed. happy with Anthony Hopkins winning Best Actor for that. Everyone was really yeah. mad about Chadwick Boseman, but I'm like, yo, like Anthony Hopkins' performance no, was bro. amazing. Like, okay. don't give it to him as don't give, don't give Chadwick Boseman like an award for pity. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no. you died. Here's an award. Like, if he was going to get Look, best man, actor, let him actually. I respect the dude and I love the dude. We, we know we all love Chadwick Boseman, but then again, okay. So out of your mind that he's he's gone for a minute, right? You have to look at the performances as they are in the films, not based on your emotions. On yeah, the, exactly. Well, your emotions on the piece on the because film. I, and he the, wasn't even a main character. The award wouldn't have been as it wouldn't have been as meaningful if he just gotten it because he died, right? Like Anthony Hopkins earned that award i was i was really I mean, pulling for riz ahmed for sound of metal because that was really solid too yeah either one they give it to i can't be mad at though but i was like anthony hopkins earning i was like man that makes so much sense like it's so yeah, solid i agree 
Anyway. Well, that was all for this week. Our want, fellow movie fans. Want to hear my pick for next week? Oh, yeah. Duh, sorry. My brain's <laughs> jumping ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, we can talk about that. What's your uh, pick for next week? So, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, and it's seen fitting since we were uh, we were on the Sphincter bin. We're going to continue it. We're going on to Fight Club. Fight Club. Hooray. Uh, yeah, no, I've I, I seen this film a little bit while ago. It was super good. Um, I, I haven't do seen you, it since do I, was... I mean... I remember some scenes. Like, no, I remember... Last, and there is a twist, but how, do you remember I, the I remember the twist. Because okay. like, how can you? You can't forget that twist. That twist is well, mind-blowing. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, you're a kid, so. But I, I remember like a scene in the bathroom. That twist. I remember like the the druggy girl. I remember the twist. I really don't remember anything else. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting a twist in the Fight Club. So that's why when it hit me, I'm like, yo, that was smooth, dude. Even when I was like, I think I saw it when I was eight or something like that. My sister was watching it, and you know, you're eight years old. You're not paying attention to half the stuff, right? But even then, I was like. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Jada, because she now has Wednesdays off every week, which is you know, convenient for us. Jada, she's never seen Fight Club. You never seen Fight Club, Jada? Okay, so good thing I wasn't. I was very vague about the twist. Yeah, exactly. I like. I've been wanting to watch it, but it's one of those movies where I'm like, that's a long movie, right? But now I'm like, we can do it for the podcast. We definitely can. <laughs> so that'd be super exciting. Um, and check in next week. Um, we talk about Fight Club. And uh, thank you guys for joining us as we talked a slew of movie news. We talked um, our top 10 most anticipated films of the year. And we talked um, the film we watched, David Fincher's week of the, David Fincher's film of the week. Um, <laughs> new episodes come out every Tuesday, so be sure to follow us and turn on notifications to get updates every time we post. If you want to keep up with our activities outside the airwaves, you can stalk us on Instagram at Into the Filmverse Podcast. Bryce, where can people follow you and your wonderful adventures online? You can find me on Letterboxd at Pain Reviews. I am on, I add a review basically every single day, probably multiple reviews. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Sanguine Director. Close enough, Sanguine Films. I was close. I mean, I was like Sanguine something. I need to use <laughs> that more. I think I'm gonna do it to update like my when I watch a Criterion movie. Or I something. just tweeted this morning. I see all your tweets. They always do come you? up, okay. and they're always like Michael Ch- or Mitchell Michael Mitchell Chandler tweeted, and I'm like, oh look, you tweeted again. <laughs> he tweeted, but you get notifications when I tweet every single time. Did you get the one this morning? <laughs> yeah, I was sitting. I was sitting. Well, uh, I, I just a quick reference. I, I went to pick up my groceries this morning from Walmart, and this chick was in her car picking up groceries. It was like 8.40 in the morning at the Red Hybrid, driving in, nothing. But this morning, she was in her car, and she had a regular coffee mug, like open-topped <laughs> coffee mug handle in her car driving. I'm like, are you... That, that's like the definition of chaos. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but anyways. I, I legit, every single time you post a tweet, it's just like Mitchell Chandler tweeted, and I'm like, huh, <laughs> again... Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Pain Love Cinema. Exactly. And then I think that's it. Yeah. That is it. Um, and you can stay connected with me, Mitchell Chandler, by simply following me on Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler, on Twitter at Mitchell Chandler, on Letterboxd at Pain. Well, sorry, Jesus. Yeah, and Letterboxd yeah, at Mitch Reviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. And uh, remember, Pain is spelled P A Y N E, and uh, Mitch is spelled M Y T C H. And that is all for this week, our fellow cinephiles. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!